Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Google Workspace Recap, a weekly show discussing all of the changes happening in Google Workspace. My name is Jesse Nolan, my co-host is Steve Larson, and we're here to help you keep up with all things Google Workspace. We are back, episode 34, we were just saying a few minutes ago before the show, this is quite a run we've had here. 34 episodes, we started this in January, yeah. thousands of listens, it's incredible. Yeah, it's getting up there. Uh, we... Um We've been doing this for quite a while. I can't, yeah, I can't believe 34 weeks in a row. Um, it's probably, it's Middle of August. We're, yeah, we're getting close to closer and closer to a full year pretty soon. And I think looking at the number of uh, you know plays, we're getting close to 7,000 now um, for this year, and uh, it's been it's been pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's really incredible. And when we started this back then, I was like, yeah, we'll get, you know, a bunch of people listen here and there and, you know, maybe it'll be interesting to people. We'll see how it goes. And then we just kept going and people keep, uh, our listener count keeps going up. So thanks to everybody who's listening. And uh, it's good to be back home. I was uh, on the mountain last weekend for, or last week rather, for 10 days for a vacation, but it was more of a working vacation, kind of like a uh, owner's retreat, uh, kind of a setup there. And so I ended up doing a lot of work on uh, Wi-Fi and running the audiovisual equipment, uh, TVs, microphones, amps, speakers, music. They want to build a music studio next year. And I'm like, do you guys, are you trying to kill me? I'm just kidding. I love it. I mean, well, it's a lot of work, but I love around. it. So no. You're not going to be around for that though. Which kind Well, of, I will though, because it's will? a family business and I'm still a family member. Yeah. So even if I leave the company, still I'm still a member of the family. Yeah, well, so it's, it's probably still going to fall into my purview. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you might, you might be busy find a way. with your actual, your new jobs work that week. Well, I don't sure. have a new job yet. And that's something that I wanted to talk about here uh -huh. is this is something I've been ranting about. I won't say ranting. It's something that I've been talking about on Twitter and on LinkedIn. And I'm trying to find the time now that I'm back from vacation. I'll have more of that, uh, which is an ironic sentence when you think about it. <laughs> Uh, but to talk about, you know, the, the interviewing process, the hiring process, looking at, uh, you know, jobs and applying for them. And some of them, it's, it's weird. The yeah. fact that they make you fill out all of your employment history that's on your resume so that you can apply, you know, first name, last name, yeah. and then everything you've done for the, your whole career. And I'm right. like, dude, I have a beautifully formatted, uh, you know, yeah. extensively gone over and thought through well-written resume here. And you want me to just <laughs> screw all that formatting and make it look like crap yeah. for your algorithm or something that's like, exactly you know, it. I don't know. It's gotta right. be an algorithm, but, yep. but, but at the same time, why can't your algorithm just OCR my resume? Yeah. And that's, yeah, and that, that was, you know, when we were talking about before, when you're talking about, you know, why some places ask for that and why they're doing that, that's exactly the reason why, because they're not, um, they're looking at those fields and then looking for certain keywords in there. And it's a lot easier when people put into specific fields that you can then, you know, run your query against, say, you know, look at the description of each job role and not just look at, um, you know, just keywords maybe that are hidden in a, in a CV, you know, somewhere in white space or something down, down below. Um, yeah, but these are not, and, these aren't companies that are getting tens of thousands of resumes. Yeah. Like I just hired well, for an IT manager and we got 30 resumes. That was it. Yeah. Well, that's, and that was the next point I was going to talk about is that even so for the companies that are receiving literally millions of, of applications. So Google, Facebook, for example, those, um, those companies have actually had the easiest process interviewing with in terms of 
the application process as well as the interview process compared exactly. to many other places. They, um, you know, they had um, a couple of preset, uh, you know, the predefined interviews um, in terms of what they were going to cover. You knew exactly what was going to be we co- be covered in them. Um, you know, Google used to be five interviews. They've reduced that down to about three, covering the same five topics. Though um, Facebook was a similar uh, similar thing where it was kind of like three um, three groups of interviews, uh, but um, you know, a very well kind of thought out and structured process where you kind of knew what to expect, and it was you know well managed by a recruitment team, and um, you know, timeline wise, it was you know pretty pretty you know well-managed in terms of it wasn't taking too long. Of course, there's always situations with people being away on holiday and can't getting time on people's calendars and things like that. And then review process yep. and things like that. But it was generally, um, you know, some of the, some of the best interview processes that I've had was between, you know, when I, when I was interviewed at Google and Facebook, uh, compared to some of the smaller companies, which, uh, <laughs> actually one company in London that ended up getting a job with, it took like two months to go through the interview process oh, wow. there. And, you know, five or six interviews, you know, one person at a time type of thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, it just took ages. Um, I'm talking to a company like yeah. that. Proceeded to meet with this person, then that person, and then their boss, and then their boss's right. boss, and then these other people. And I get it, you know, they're, they're hiring. It's a management level role. So culture fit and, and understanding of the individual is extremely important. But I just find it kind of amusing, if not also frustrating, but amusing that, you know, even to get in the door for that, interview process Mm -hmm. is having to jump through all these hoops as opposed to, um, simply safe who I applied to as an IT manager today or a director of IT, something like that was first name, last name, email, upload your resume. That was it. It was done. I was like, Hey, I can do this on my phone. Perfect. Easy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean the way that, uh, I am trying to think of, I know that the Google roles were, you know, that the way that I got, um, interviewed was I knew some people there and made the applications at Google. I think Facebook, I think Facebook reached out to me on LinkedIn or something like that. So that that's kind of how I got that one. Um, but generally speaking, you know, it, it's, it's a lot easier process when you know someone at these companies that you're applying for versus just going through a, you know, a standard, uh, web forum application or LinkedIn application or whatever that they've posted to. So, uh, you can always, and I think you have a better chance too. If even if you know you if you find a company that you want to apply for and it has that kind of, uh, you know that you know those fields that they're asking for, find someone that actually works there, and get connected with someone, and then have them submit your application just as a normal, you know, document that kind of thing. That will go a lot further in terms of being, you know, seen by someone and recognized. So. Uh, that would be kind of my advice there is if you, if you are, you know, seeing these companies that are asking all these, you know, questions and, you know, sometimes you have questions in addition to just, you know, copying and pasting what your information is on your resume. Um, that can be a much better, uh, much better way to get seen and, uh, interviewed. Yeah, for sure. And I, uh, sitting on the other side of the table, I, like I said, I recently hired my replacement as an IT manager. He started today. And uh, so far, he's an excellent fit. I don't know if you're listening, Brian, but you should be, <laughs> especially after I leave. You better be listening to this podcast so you can stay up to date on all of the things Google Workspace. Right. And my other one, supporting IT support, listen to that one too, so you can learn from that. But um, when we went through the process, it was, you know, 
I had said that basically anybody who submits from where I posted it, which was obviously on the on job boards, but if anybody who saw it and applied was coming from the Tab Geeks Slack community or from Better IT or from Mac Admins, like I would have given those people more weight because that mentality of going out there and being a part of that community is is something is definitely valuable in knowing that you can go out and find that kind of support. And even though I don't know everybody in those communities, which is thousands and thousands of people, Mac admins is what, 30,000 people now. Um, you know, it's yeah. it's impossible to know everybody, but it's it's a certain type of individual that comes to those communities. And even if you don't post all the time, you're there, you're learning, you're you're um not necessarily outgoing, but you're consistently involved and engaged in what's going on. Um, that's valuable. Yeah. And then of course, yeah, it actually did happen to me. I'm interviewing for a company. I don't know if I should say the company, so I won't until later on when I'm hopefully further in the interview process with them. But let's just say that they're very exciting and they're a rocket ship right now. Not in the space space, but they're a rocket ship. <laughs> it's um, not SpaceX. Okay, got it. <laughs> no, it's not SpaceX. Lord, I wish. I wish SpaceX. Um, or Relativity Space, who just opened a million square foot facility here in Long Beach. I'd love to work for them as well. Um, although they said no, so that's not happening, I guess. Um, what was I saying? Totally just went off on a tangent. Oh yeah, a company that I'm I'm applying for was from somebody that I didn't really know all that well in Mac Admins and said, Hey dude, I saw that you know you're looking, are you interested in this kind of a thing? We're looking for somebody to be an IT manager. And and I've made it to the second round of interviews with this company. So thanks to that person who I will shout out at a later date um when uh you know I can talk about this. And I actually posted about this on LinkedIn and I really need to ask an actual HR person, how do companies feel about somebody talking about who they are? what companies they're interviewing with, right? And so the pretty decent response that I got on LinkedIn of the, I don't know, 50 or so people that responded to the poll was sure, unless it's a confidential job. And the other opinions on it were, well, some companies get really up and picky about people saying that they're interviewing for those companies. So I really don't know where I actually stand on that. What about you, Steve? What has your experience been? Um, so I think the main thing with that is to just not share the details of the interview process, like questions Ooh. that they have. Other than that, I think it's fair game to talk about, you know, who you're interviewing with and Especially Overall, if it's posted publicly. Right. Well, even right. if it's not. Like if I it's mean, a recruiter thing, like I, I, I did have one point that I was thinking this through and I was like, well, one scenario would be if the hiring team knows an individual is leaving, but nobody else in the company does, or if that person's getting yeah. fired and they're trying to hire for a replacement, they don't exactly want that public. Yeah, but if it's posted, it's, if the job posting right. is out there, yeah, especially then that. you can say, yeah, I interviewed with this company kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, uh, the only thing that the company is definitely going to want to try to keep under wraps is that, um, the specifics on their interview process and anything that might be unique have to, to write them. A, yeah. That's definitely. I have to write a follow-up post with that one now. Cause I thought of that like two nights ago when I was trying to fall asleep. I was like, Oh, actually that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Good counter argument. All right. What are our topics? Well, we've got a few this week, a few more than last time. Uh, <laughs> last time was ago. 12 seconds yeah, long. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We did, I did get some comments so from people saying, hey, it was a great short episode. I like, it wasn't planned that way. That's just, you know, so few episodes. Uh, oh, really? Uh, so they came. like the short episodes. Oh, I mean, 
one one person really likes it. Uh, like, if they like the short episodes, why are our longest episodes are our most heavily listened well, to episodes? Because it's just one person's opinion. It's not the majority. Uh, right. Opinion, right. That's all it is. Right. Right. All so, right. Well, people speak up and let us know. Which do you prefer? Yes. Well, uh, start a poll. We've got we've got six that were, that came out in the blog, and then one that was part of the end of week uh, update uh, post. So we have uh, the one that kind of. Uh, got added in there was that blocking shares option was added to Google Drive sharing emails. And then in terms of the the six that we have that came out on the blog posts, uh, this is the first one that we had uh, early in the week was that you can now view more insights and take quick action on the user's uh, domain and billing uh, information on the admin console. with some new home cards there. Uh, you can now also upload customized audio prompts and greetings to Google Voice uh, the Google Voice automated attendant before you go and do that through typing in what you wanted to say and having Google uh, translate it. Uh, we can now easily customize theme colors in sheets and slides. Next, you can share where you're working from in Google Calendar. And the last two we have is that you can now limit external messaging to trusted domains in Google Chat. And then finally, dark mode for Google Chat uh, is coming to the PWA web app. Um, those features yeah <laughs> very excited on that one yeah i know there's a lot of um a lot of applications that are supporting that dark mode these days not just on, about time uh, on the on the on the web but also on i think more so on the on the phones and mobile apps i think that's been more uh widely adopted on, on those devices versus the desktop but, yep uh, i'm a huge fan I'm sitting here in front of Adobe Audition watching all the waveforms and the pretty colors with a black background. Well, yeah. it's not total black. It's kind of that slate gray, darkish. And I like that. Just, you know, before we get into all the rest of these going through, is I like that kind of slate gray, the dim mode, yeah. as Twitter calls it, as opposed to the black, black background with the white text. It's a little bit too sharp. I'm just looking here. Is there a way to get the Google Workspace update blog in dark mode? I don't I don't know if I know that you can do dark mode for the support articles, but yeah. I don't know about the workspace update blog. I don't think that's don't part think of the so. same. I think you need one of those code base. Chrome extensions to turn and turn it on for specific Yeah, I've tried a bunch of those, but they just sometimes they really great. muck stuff yeah. up and I'm yeah. just like, no. Yeah. Yep. Well, getting into the, um, the kind of the, the silent update that we had here was the ability to block shares, uh, block and unblock people in Google Drive. So that has been uh, that has been added to Google Drive sharing emails. Um, so if you don't want to get file shares from someone in Google Drive, you can you can now block those users and uh, be able to uh, to get that. So they announced that last month uh, that you could. Uh, now block shares from users in uh, Google Drive, and they've also they've now just added the option to block a user from sharing notification emails sent from Google Drive. So, just uh, giving you a, an additional way there to be able to start that workflow directly from the email, for example. So we'll link to that help article to talk a little bit more about that. And and then the first main update here is that. There are, you can see some additional improvements in the admin console uh, in terms of, uh, you know, what Google has done to uh, 
add some additional notifications and improve guidance within those cards to help you easily take action on users' uh, billing and domain management in the admin console homepage. So that is something that admins uh, will see, uh, which is kind of started already uh, on the 16th of August, and that was rolling out to both those rapid release and scheduled release domains uh, on a gradual rollout up to 15 days for feature visibility there. And that is going to be coming out to all those workspace customers as well as the G Suite Basic and business ones. So, I love the uh, who's impacted on this article or on a bunch of these admins. admins. Just admins. Just yeah. admins. Admins. Yeah. Who's impacted? Admins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And I do want to give a shout out to the team behind this because they are taking this space, which previously was just dead to me. It was just a way to click through. And as soon as they added that sidebar, for sure, I was it was useless. And I often would just search for stuff anyway. And they're actually really making it into a proper dashboard, which kind of brings into question, what the hell is the dashboard screen for? I still haven't figured that out in the admin console. Um, maybe I'm doing something wrong. You'll have to tell me, Steve. But bringing up contextual awareness alerts based on when you're out of you know licenses or getting close to being out of licenses or things like that are is all helpful information considering that this is your landing screen this is where you yeah. end up when you open it up to be able to see hey you've got an issue here hey you need to verify this domain before you can start using it remember to do so or you know something along those lines um, I think that it's a great way to show it there and they've had a couple of missteps in the past and I think that they've really corrected those and, uh, and organized it well in this space. Yeah. It'd be nice to see this, you know, the homepage there for the admin console be a little bit more customizable in terms of what you want to be able to see there. Agreed. You know, you have, uh, you have some of this, you know, like the security center dashboard there where you can start to customize some of the information. Uh, but it would nice to be, it would be nice to be able to pull in even those, you know, notifications or cards into the main dashboard and say, Hey, I want to see, you know, these two specific security center dashboard uh, cards on my homepage. In addition to, you know, my user counts and my license count and my domains and my billing and all that stuff. And, and really have a, a more customizable dashboard there from mm-hmm. multiple elements within your admin console and not just the ones that, you know, uh, Google's kind of defining. So and I think that, and that's the, that's the case with a lot of the things that you see with Google is that, you know, they're kind of deciding for us what things that we can, uh, we can see on certain pages rather than kind of, you know, making it a bit more customizable, um, for, for admins or for users to, you know, say, well, here, we'll, we'll give you that flexibility to kind of do what you want with it rather than saying, you know, here's what 80% of our users said they wanted. Well, what about the other 20%, you know, that really needed a little different, you know? So, uh, I think gradually we're starting to see some more of that customization in, in parts of, uh, the Google workspace environment. So hopefully I'll start coming out into more areas. Yeah. And especially comparing this dashboard to the office 365 dashboard. That's, well, yeah, this I is didn't want to say so that, much more intuitive, I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I went in there for something the other day and I was like, ah. Yeah. Well, uh, going on to the next one, uh, you know, this is an, another kind of customization one. So it kind of follows that kind of similar theme that we we're just talking about. This is, uh, you know, you can now upload customized audio prompts uh, and greetings to Google Voice 
and the automated attendant there. So before you could only type in what you wanted to say for that message. And now instead of just being able to type in that message and have a, a Google voice, uh, you know, the, the voice of Google, uh, voice, whatever that, uh, whatever that voice <laughs> is, um, you can now actually put your own audio in there. And this is something that has been asked, I think, ever since the beginning of auto attendance and the ability kind of to kind of do this. People were saying, well, you know, can I can I upload my own audio file? Because it's a pretty common feature within most every, um, you know, uh, voice system out there. So that is now going to be possible. So you can now upload your your file and then and have that be played back, you know, when it uh, when it comes up. So for those for those admins uh, that want to configure that that is going to start to be rolling out to those rapid release and scheduled release domains starting this on the 16th of august on a, a gradual rollout up to 15 days for visibility and given that this is a google voice feature um, you know it will of course be available to those customers on google voice and those one with those ones with the standard and premier licenses so not for the starter customers, so just the standard and premier Google Voice customers. And then next, uh, we have the ability to more easily customize theme colors in sheets and slides. So this is going to bring some of those customized colors and themes up to the top of that color picker rather than being at the bottom and just making it easier to kind of select and choose those theme colors. Uh, when you're, you know, working within those sheets and slides documents. So there's a little example of what that new color picker there will, uh, will look like where you have your theme kind of on the top and then custom and then your standard collection of, uh, colors below that. Whereas before you had, you know, your standard colors and then custom and the pre-selected ones below that. So I think it's just a reorganization there and, hopefully a better way out. I, I wish there was a way to actually save your different themes and like pull from different themes and deploy those themes within your domain uh, so that you could have, you know, maybe the marketing team had different color, uh, color themes that they might need uh, deployed. Now, I know in slides that's obviously possible through some of the, um, you know, some of the different um, themes that you can kind of customize there and then push out a file to people and then they can select that way. But this is, um, kind of something else that I'm hoping they might come out with within the, the color theme picker there is the ability to kind of, you know, allow users to pick different color schemes that way. Uh, but for what Google is rolling out now, that is going to be rolling out to those rapid release and scheduled release domains starting on the 17th of August. And just a little a, a day later than uh, the 16th, as, as many the previous two were. Uh, this one is rolling out uh, again on a gradual rollout up to 15 days for feature visibility there. And this one's going to be available to all workspace customers, as well as those on personal Google accounts. So uh, here they kind of call out that consumer account there as well this time around. Otherwise known as everybody. Uh, yes, right. Exactly. Otherwise known as everyone. And then this this next one is you know we were kind of talking about this prior to the recording. Uh, you can now share where you're working from in Google Calendar, or you will be soon starting on the 30th of August. You'll be able to indicate that where you're working from directly on your calendar, so uh, you can 
say on certain days where you're going to be, if you're going to be in the office, if you're going to be home, where you're going to be some unspecified location. I think that'd be, <laughs> that'd be interesting. Just I'm going to be some random location, maybe down by the pool, maybe, you know, because uh, it could be, could be where you're working from. That's where I've worked from a couple of times this week, actually. Um, or it actually says unspecified, yes. on it. unspecified right. location. Yeah. Or somewhere else. So you've got a couple <laughs> options there. So I wonder if you can, on the somewhere else, when that rolls out, if that's a specific, mm. Yeah. Like, are you just going to be able to edit the wording there or is it because it's got the little map like symbol? So right. I'm wondering if you can actually the function like right. this office or this WeWork or whatever. Right. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what, what happens there because there are some ways to set some locations now, you know, from an admin perspective and you can have users select certain locations. But uh, this is really going to be more an end user, uh, you know, feature here so that they can find that themselves and the built-in locations before that you could specify were more for booking conference rooms and settings like that of actually being in your company's offices as opposed to here where it's right anywhere yes yeah and that's why in this case here you know you actually as an admin do have the ability to disable this feature if you need to so as part of this rollout of the feature admins will start to see the admin control for it prior to end users getting access to this feature so um, keep keep an eye on that for the admin settings it will be starting on the 18th of august for both those uh, rapid release and scheduled release domains on uh, a gradual rollout up to 15 days for visibility on that and then for those rapid release domains, the end user feature is going to start to roll out starting on the 30th. So that's the earliest, you know, when we, when we talked about the 30th of August, that's for the rapid release domains on a gradual rollout up to 15 days for that feature visibility. And then scheduled release domains are going to need to wait a couple more weeks. Uh, so that's not starting until the 14th of September and also on the same 15 day uh, gradual rollout period for that end user functionality to be visible to those users in terms of of who this is going to be available to uh from a you know good workspace uh tier perspective it's going to be split a bit here so it is only going to be available on business standard business plus enterprise standard enterprise plus education plus nonprofits, as well as the g suite customers g suite business customers so it's not going to be available to workspace essential customers, business starter, enterprise essential, education fundamentals, frontline customers, as well as G Suite basic customers. So keep that in mind if you have a you know partial domain uh, licensing setup, or if you have any one of those uh, domains there that I said that's not available on you, your users. If licensed for any of those, would not see this feature available to them so there you go uh, next the next one we have here on our list is going to be the ability to limit external messaging uh, to trusted domains in google chat so very much like uh, how we had the ability to trust certain domains to share google drive documents with this is now going to be uh, available to you, you as an admin in chat to control who users can speak to uh, in there. And this is, you know, so one thing just to kind of make a note of here is that it's not 
you can't control uh, domains where it's like an email verified consumer account. So those would be those consumer accounts uh, that are not Gmail, but they're also not workspace accounts, but they do have like a, a business email to them. So those would be those, uh, you know, customers that maybe went to create a Google account without uh, their company being on workspace, uh, but they were able to get, you know, a user at mycompany.com Google account. Uh, those kind of domains are not going to be uh, possible to be trusted. So it has to be a domain that is a workspace customer, uh, just like I believe the same uh, situation is with the, the drive file sharing as well. So very similar behavior between uh, chat and drive uh, trusted domains there. So for the roller pace on this one, we have the schedule release and rep release domains getting this starting the, 5th, the 18th of August. Uh, and then also on this one is gradual rollout up to 15 days for feature visibility. And it's going to be available to looking like uh, pretty much all customers here. They, they kind of specifically uh, mentioned quite a few, which is the essential workspace essentials, business starter, business standard, and business plus. Enterprise Essentials, Enterprise Standard, uh, Enterprise Plus, yeah, Education. This is pretty much everyone. Um, <laughs> it just baffles me. Like they, are, you know, sorry, I don't know. Uh, it's every, it's everyone. Everyone's going to have access to this. Um, yeah, because it doesn't talk about not being available to anyone here. Uh, so I think they just decided to list uh, list them all. There we go. And then last but not least. We have dark mode for Google Chat on the web, and pretty, uh, pretty self-explanatory here. In terms of what this is, it's going to be another setting uh, within the Google Chat PWA, uh, you know, interface. So once this rolls out, you'll be able to toggle on the theme, uh, light or dark. Of course, dark being the dark mode. That's going to be new, and. Uh, for rollout on this one, should have started rolling out already uh, the 20th, starting the 20th of August for both those rapid release and scheduled release domains, and also a gradual rollout uh, for this feature up to 15 days for feature visibility and available to all Google Workspace customers as well as basic and business customers. And I was, yeah, and then, you know, maybe even consumers, you never know. That, it also, yeah, looking at the screenshot yeah. here, it looks like the settings dialog box in chat is about to get a little bit of a UI refresh, which honestly I think it needs. So happy to see that there. Yeah. Um, but it, it, yeah, if you look at it compared to the uh, UI of the dialog box now, it looks rather different. The oh, previous one was a lot more. Yeah. Was a lot more kind of like cards, right. blocky cards inside mm -hmm. of the box with yep. a scroll, whereas this one fits more the material design and looks a lot more modern. Yes, I see. I that. don't know if it's going to apply to the entirety of that or if that's just the pop out window for the theme picker that uh, that's going to be changing. No, because that, that has we'll yeah, that has the allow chat notifications in there and play notification sounds. So that's uh, the first thing that you start to see in. Um, in there now. So it's a little bit different, but I think that will be I'm also seeing drive in the sidebar. 
which I don't currently have in my mm -hmm. PWA. Right. You have calendar drive, you have a little different icon. Oh yeah. That's the inverted icon for, um, for keep. keep. Yeah. And then you also have Google voice, voice and there, tasks. Right? But so, so currently I've got calendar keep and tasks, but no drive and no voice. Right. Yeah. So that, Although I don't have a voice license on this account I'm looking at. So could be oh, that. Good. Yeah. Good point. Maybe it's available. I, yeah. I can't remember which, but I do have drive. <laughs> right. I'm not seeing that here. So yeah, I think we noticed you know what? that. I take it back. Previous... I take it back. My chat is logged into my Westland account, which does have a voice account attached to it. So I'm not even seeing that there. Yeah. yeah. So some, so hopefully some future features that we're getting some previews to by the in the screenshots there. Mm -hmm. So they cannot come fast enough. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm a, uh, I'm a sucker for new features when it comes to chat. I don't need total feature parity with Slack, but you know, some things would be nice. Right. I'll get there. Well, that's, that's all the updates we have this week. It's all she wrote. It's all she wrote. It's all Google wrote. Uh, there were some other things we we're kind of talking about. Didn't quite add to the, uh, the list of other topics we were going to necessarily include, but, uh, you know, we're getting closer and closer to next. Next is going to be coming up. Uh, pretty soon it looks like you know it's not going to be in person unfortunately but sadly um, yeah so i think we're going to be uh, looking to you know probably have a few additional workspace recap episodes that week as the event is going on i think there'll be quite a few things being announced that week so should we do daily what do you think well i think you know we'll, we'll see i mean we'll see how many come out and i think we'll We'll make ourselves available uh, each day if we need to to do that, um, and uh, you know we might we might record one each day and then maybe release it gradually over the uh, over the subsequent days of the conference. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for it. I love going to Next, and uh, even last year's Next was pretty good. I managed to discover a whole bunch of. Um, whole bunch of features just by going through some of the session notes before yeah. the sessions actually happen. So, right. um, I think that there's going to be a lot of fun stuff. So keep it, keep it locked here, folks. Yeah. We'll talk about some of the kind of the tricks of, um, each of those different presentations they have. So how to get more insight into each of those presentations. So even when I was attending in person, you know, there were, uh, resources on the web in terms of slides and decks and presentations and you know uh, you know ch chat communication that you had with um, you know, the, the live session that was happening in person in addition to people on the web so we'll kind of you know give you guys some insight into how best to participate and keep an eye on on all of the next sessions when uh, when that comes up and you know when we start to see know if they're going to be using a similar system as they as they happened in the previous year so assuming they do uh, it'll be good to uh, kind of learn a little bit about that and give you guys some insight into uh into those sessions looking forward yeah. all right well that's all for this week send us your questions and comments on twitter at workspace recap and on our website workspacerecap.com hit the subscribe button if you would to make sure that you don't miss any of our amazing episodes some short some long let us know which ones you prefer and uh, if you haven't already please leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform and have a great week and we'll see you next time on workspace recap <laughs>